we have these examples of people who have lived such countercultural lives. And there is a reason why we continue to talk about them and we continue to seek their intercession. Like there's a reason why the church has venerated and upheld these beautiful men and women who are so diverse, who are from all over the world, you know, just for the simple fact that they love God and they loved other people and they wanted to share him with as many people as they could. Welcome to a Pondering Heart podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey. And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together. Welcome to this episode of A Pondering Heart Podcast. My name is Emmy, and as always, I'm joined with my friend, my gal pal, <laughs> the other side of this microphone, virtually, uh, Rachel Wong. Hello, Emmy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I- I'm just laughing just because you said the other other side of this mm. microphone virtually, and I'm like, we all- we have our own microphones though. But I see your point though, so it's good to be with you on this side of the microphone. That's very true. That's very true. You know what I mean, though. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. So, dear listeners, today we are going to be discussing a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. We are going to be talking about saints and particular saints that are close to us, our relationship with them, and what helped us get to that stage. So, as always, we're going to begin with a icebreaker question. I have two okay. this time just because I felt like the first one is a little more cliche. So we'll see how it goes. And then the second one's a little more new. I don't know if anyone else have heard it before, but it's a fun question. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, the first question is, what would you like to be the patron saint of? Hmm. Well, I feel like anyone who knows me will automatically say pizza, but I'm just like, you can't, well, maybe you can be a patron saint of inanimate objects, but it's funny because I was chatting with uh, a couple people the other day and one of them had said to me, one of my good friends had mentioned, it's like, oh, you know, you should be the patron saint of podcasters. And I'm like, well, I feel like there are other people who deserve that title before I do, um, or at least Mm. that patronage before I do. So, uh, yeah, I would go with those pizza or pizza eaters, pizza lovers and or podcasters. So, yeah, I'll do I'll say that. (laughs) Nice. What about you? Nice. Hmm. This answer always changes because like when I was researching about different saints, like I found that their patronage always seems to line up with something with their lives Mm -hmm. related to what they've done throughout their life and that helped them become a saint like I don't know what that will look like just yet but if I could choose Mm -hmm. I really want to be the patron saint of immigrant children Mm. and I also want to say procrastinators (laughs) just because as a past student I would have loved having a saint to go to because like you know when you lose something saint anthony mm-hmm. is like your man mm-hmm. <laughs> he's your like pal he will help you but like procrastination is there such a saint and like i have 100 percent procrastinated in 
in college and also after <laughs> and like just throughout life and we all need that for sure so i mean i feel like saint jude is the patron for uh just impossible causes and i feel like yeah when i procrastinate <laughs> it just feels like an impossible cause so i feel like that would be your guy fair fair <laughs> and the last one i want to be the patron saint of emotional chastity um or at least that whole idea just because as a Catholic woman or just anyone, like it's kind of hard to figure out the balance between like physical and emotional chastity. And I've struggled with that. I'm just like trying to help everyone out. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, man, like I went through this struggle. Mm-hmm. Let me pray for you. Mm-hmm. God willing, one day when I'm in heaven. Mm-hmm. But well, that's it. <laughs> those are much more profound than mine. So that's really beautiful. <laughs> I've had a lot of time to think about it. Nice. Okay. Okay. So our next question. Um, so I did mention this one's a little new, a little interesting, but I'm kind of curious to see what you'll say. Mm-hmm. So Pope St. John Paul II is also known as Pope John Paul the Great. Mm-hmm. So if you could choose a title after your name, what would it be? Hmm. So instead of the Great, it would be like Saint, God willing, Saint Rachel the... Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. First thing that comes to mind is actually like the thinker. Not because Ooh. I think that I'm smart or like a philosopher <laughs> or anything, but I just like I think a lot. So perhaps mm. that could also be a patronage is, you know, patron saint of overthinkers because I I certainly do. So I think, I ponder, I do a lot of of that. Sometimes too much or to a fault. You know, this is by no way saying that it's bad to think, but I think that mm. there are some times where I take it to an extreme where I am thinking or dwelling mm. too long on something. Fair. So Fair. yeah, but the thinker, <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Love it. Love it. I almost thought of like the overthinker. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> but I don't know if that would be like a <laughs> like compared to the great. But yes. Right. What about you? So this question was actually inspired by the Narnia series. Have you like read or watched? Oh. No. Dude. I am a letdown to many Catholics for not having read oh, no. anything by C.S. Lewis. <laughs> that needs to change. It's so good. One day, um, God willing, one day. Yes, do it. It's really good. So the first Narnia series, they are crowned as like kings and queens of Narnia. Mm-hmm. And then they get a title. Mm-hmm. So a title that I really liked from one of the four Pevensey children um, is from Susan. So she is Queen Susan the Gentle. And I love that title. (laughs) Mainly because like I kind of grew up being so, okay, I'm still very sensitive. um, And I would love to kind of turn that into something a little more positive. Mm -hmm. Like I think the whole idea of like being gentle Mm -hmm. might be nice, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. That's just something that I would like. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah. God willing. God willing. That's true. That's true. Okay. So now that we got that done. <laughs> okay. So going back to our topic with saints, something that Rachel and I have in common, or something that I have actually noticed that we had in common. <laughs> Dude, save. <laughs> okay. Our listeners can't hear this, but she just shook like a box of just saint medals. So Rachel and I both wear a chain filled with like a number of different saint medals. And I call it my saint squad. Like, they're kind of like my go-to saints. Not all of them are on here, but I do have some. But I'm very curious. Who's on your who's on your saint medals 
chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny just because, and, and I think I, I'm mindful of the fact that like COVID had stopped me from, and, and all of us, like from going out. Although it's funny, actually, just when you were, when we were kind of getting set up, because I think you're right, like there was a period of time where I wore so many and I had so many, it seemed like there were friends that would make fun of me just because it seemed like every time I saw them, there was another medal yes. added on top. And people would always make fun of me because they're just like, oh, like, doesn't your neck hurt? And my line mm-hmm. would always be, it's like, no, these are saints. Therefore, they're lifting my neck up. So great. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I think I, I started to get like an allergic reaction or something oh, no. was happening. So I had to unfortunately mm. stop unless I was wearing like a turtleneck. So it was like kind of, I was getting a rash. Maybe that's too much information. Anyway, <laughs> who is on mine? I have a bunch But um, I think it really started off with, like, the Miraculous Mm. Medal. I remember, like, first learning about that. And I I knew that I had to have Our Lady, of course. And Mm. there are a couple here, but I'll quickly run through. So um, a lot of my patron saints, so St. Clair, St. Dymphna. I have a double double header of the Divine Mercy and St. Faustina uh, because I have a particular devotion to the Divine Mercy. Our Lady of Guadalupe, St. Paul... Uh, St. Maria Goretti, one of Mother Teresa that I actually received from some missionaries of Charity Sisters uh, here in Vancouver, which was really sweet. That's a whole other story. And then I have one of Our Lady of Walsingham, which is an an apparition of Our Lady. Uh, I unfortunately do not know the whole story, but I know that this was an apparition in the United Kingdom in London. I think it was in England. Hmm. And it was gifted to me by a retired bishop from one of the dioceses there. And I met him while at World Youth Day. Yeah. So Hmm. he had a beautiful statue that he carries with him everywhere. It's like this, like it's maybe about the size of our microphones. But yeah. And then he gave me a mic, uh, a mic. He gave me a medal (laughs) of Our Lady of Walsingham. So yeah, I think I captured all of them. Yeah. Oh, and then, sorry, the last one that I have there is uh, the founder of the Daughters of St. Paul, Blessed James Alberione. Um, So many of you may know that the Daughters of St. Paul are also known as the Media Nuns. And I guess, surprise, surprise, I'm a communicator. I love media. So I love the the ministry of the Daughters of St. Paul and what they do in terms of ensuring that Catholic media is being spread far and wide and to also care for those who are Mm. putting out media because it's a pretty challenging time right now, I think, to work in media. So, Mm. yeah. Nice. That's on my my team and squad. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Okay. Funny you mentioned the Daughters of St. Paul last because on my current chain, I actually have two medals that are from them. Mm -hmm. So the first one, it's like really big. It's like bigger than like a normal size. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our listeners cannot see this. <laughs> um, but I have a like a bigger size of a miraculous medal. So same one as you. Mm-hmm. And this was blessed by the Pope. And it was like really cool. So cool. Like, um, so cool. I have St. Michael, mm-hmm. the Archangel. Like And like on the back is a guardian angel one mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. i have i actually have a lot of the same ones as you do which is actually really funny nice. i also have saint dymphna yep i also have saint maria Goretti. nice <laughs> our lady untire of not oh so good such Love a good that. one yeah. i have saint joseph and 
the Saint Benedict medal. There's so many more, but this is the one currently on my chain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I usually have a Saint Therese one, but it's not. Oh wait, that's not her. <laughs> <laughs> but usually she is on here, just not today. <laughs> yeah. I find that so profound too, right? Because I think one of the questions that naturally mm. gets asked is, and of course, when people see that there are so many, um, mm-hmm. I find it to be really beautiful just because, um, you know, you're out in public and people will notice it. And I can't tell you the number of yes. times where like I am at a checkout or I'm walking on the street and, you know, someone will walk by and be like, oh, like, I love your necklace. And it's this really interesting opportunity for hashtag mm-hmm. subtle evangelization Ooh. um but it's it's beautiful especially like when i you know had a bunch people are like whoa like what's going on with your necklace and i'm <laughs> what like is oh that? well let mm-hmm. me tell you so yeah have you had those types of experiences before dude so many so i okay so the joke used to be in my youth ministry that i used to serve at that they can hear me before they see me yeah same because that's a thing and when i worked at the daycare when I used to be an early child educator, the children that I worked with, they're around like three to five. They thought I was carrying coins. Love you know, that. Yeah, love that. Spare change. And I don't know, it was just really fun mm-hmm. because you do get people that would ask about it. Like sometimes I like I hesitate, but I do tell them like who they are. Or I just say a quick answer depending on how long this interaction will be, because it's not like you can tell them an entire life story <laughs> of each of your saint friends. Right. But it's always such a joy, though, mm-hmm. like to kind of have people notice something so simple and something so small. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's unique to us as Catholics, too, because I know that there are many different Christian denominations that certainly don't have that same level of um, relation to like these holy mm. men and women. And in fact, would look at us and just be like, why do you have that? <laughs> relationship or why do you pray or even like I've definitely had some Christian friends ask me like why do you guys worship saints and of course we know that that's not true like we only worship God but we venerate saints and we pray to them just because they are so much closer than we are to the big man himself so it's kind of like in the same way that we pray to mary like we ask for the saint's intercession and Mm -hmm. maybe as a callback to your earlier icebreaker questions like we know that every saint has such unique patronages so they have like you know patrons of countries or patrons of different professions Mm. maybe inanimate objects still unclear to me (laughs) a couple minutes later But it's beautiful because, like, you have someone who has maybe endured something that you are currently going through. And I think it's beautiful because it reminds us that these were people who once walked the face of the earth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they provide such a profound example of what it means to follow God and to really, in their own unique way, live out their calling. And, yeah, like, that's... That's really great. Like, it's, I think it's something really powerful to recognize and remember. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. For sure. And something I guess I'm kind of curious about, because mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Like, why did you start wearing one? Hmm. Why did I? You know, mm. I'm going to be totally honest with you, Emmy. I think it was <laughs> at first when I was like still a, a baby Catholic revert. You know, like when you have that moment of reversion and you're just like Mm. everything church, right? Sign me up for everything. Mm. I think uh, previous guest uh, Deacon Raphael Salvino said that after his own conversion (laughs) back. But like I mentioned when I was sharing who was on my list, I found out about the Miraculous Medal devotion. 
And it just seemed like the thing to do. And of course, I I realize now that I should have maybe educated myself a little more, Mm. but it was the same thing with the brown scapular. I was just like, oh, this is what all Catholics do. (laughs) Therefore, I should also do it. And then it kind of became a hobby, almost like a Pokemon type thing. Like, gotta catch them all. Gotta get all of the saints. And people Mm. were getting worried. They were just like, you're probably going to break your chain. And I'm like, no need to fear because they're saints. So don't worry. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that totally answers your question, but I think it first started off with like some Catholic hype. But eventually, I think to maybe the heart of your question, I guess like it helped me to get closer to some saints that I really drew strength and inspiration from. And if nothing else, I think just like that really close proximity of them, like right at my heart, Mm. um, just reminded me that they were present and they were Mm. always ready to intercede for me or to hear my prayer or bring my intercessions and my uh, intentions to God himself since they're right there and I am still down here. Down here? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. And I really appreciate how you mentioned that when you're wearing your your saint medal, it's close to your heart. And I think that really speaks volumes of how saints, even though we've never met them, they are close to us. They are close to our hearts because um, like we alluded to earlier, like a lot of them have different patronages that maybe we are going through right now and then having someone that have gone through what we have or we what we are currently and who is now a saint which is really cool yeah it's really cool you know totally yeah and like to be honest with you like I I don't know like I I didn't really have this relationship with saints before like when I was younger they were mainly just like you know how like you kind of know of someone you just hear of people like you don't really know them that well but you've heard of them yeah they're like kind of famous mm-hmm. <laughs> in like catholic circles like that was my relationship with saints like that's kind of how i've seen them for so long mm-hmm. just because you hear about them but then i think it really comes down to making a choice to get to know them mm-hmm. and sometimes i find they choose you like saints choose you like i have a few that have chosen me and it's a cool experience But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Or what's your experience as well? Totally. And and I find it interesting too, just because as I was preparing for this and reading over some of your notes, Mm. like you have one of these questions here about, you know, what is your relationship to the saints and has it always been that way? And I was thinking back to as a kid, you know, and of course this is to like, this is no one's fault or anything, but Mm. I don't know if I've ever had like a, a real relationship Mm. to saints. And again, like this is no one's fault, but I think that the relationship to Jesus and Mary, maybe St. Joseph was emphasized just because they're kind of like big three, you know, like Jesus, Mary, Joseph, big three. Um, But but certainly like when I was a kid, I had a book of saints, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like those typical picture books that because you're bored in, in church. So your parents are just like, okay, just like be quiet and and read a book, you know? So there was that. And it's interesting because I went to an elementary school, like a Catholic elementary school here in the archdiocese that is run by the Salesians, or at least like it's attached to a parish um, with Salesian priests. So naturally there is, you know, the stories of St. John Bosco, St. Dominic Savio. I just remember as a kid learning about St. Dominic Savio, learning about how he died, like very young, I think 15 years old. 
And yeah. one of the priests being like, you may also die at 15, so you better <laughs> smarten up. And I'm like, um, oh, scary. <laughs> okay. So I think, like, that's a very interesting approach, right, to take. And and I'm not saying that, like, this priest was wrong, but of course, like, as a kid, <laughs> you know, hearing that mm-hmm. you're only a couple years away from your death, I think is pretty jarring. Right. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's so, a bit. Certainly, I think as I've gotten older, it's changed over time. I think it's matured. And of course, like with the internet, you can now learn so much more than like the little picture book could have ever taught me. So yeah. What about you? Like, have you always had a very close relationship to one or two saints? Or has it been something later Mm. on in your life that you learned more about? It was more of like, I developed my relationship with saints once I became more mature in my faith. Because I think in this time in my life where I'm trying to really learn more about Christ and to grow deeper into my faith, I found that saints started kind of like popping up a lot more Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. And that kind of allowed me to become more curious into learning more about them. Because I don't know about you, but like they intimidated me so much. (laughs) And I didn't really understand how anyone could be friends with saints. Because how could you be friends with someone that died so many years ago and like have a close relationship with them? Like that never made sense to me until I had my own experience. So one particular saint that I tend to say a lot and mention a lot is St. Therese of Lisieux. I actually don't know if I'm saying her last name right, but that's her. And... She was a saint that kept popping up everywhere. So she was like my saint stalker. That's how I (laughs) call it. Because it was true. She was everywhere. Someone once told me, like, they laughed because they were like, Emmy, this, like, French girl just wants to be friends with you. (laughs) Like, okay. So I got to know her. And I decided to do a novena to her. And I think this was, like, my first time doing so. A number of years ago, I want to say three to four years ago, I was in the hospital Mm. because of a, like a tummy ache. Like it was like, it wasn't like minor, but it was like, "Mm, let's see what's going on. And at the same time, I was also praying about a guy. (laughs) I was praying about someone. And so for my novena, I had two intentions Mm -hmm. um, that I wanted to be well. I wanted to make sure that I don't know. I just wanted like an indication that everything would be okay. And that I don't know what was going to happen with this guy that I was talking to at the time. So I prayed about that. So those were my two intentions. And I prayed the novena for nine days. Mm-hmm. And this was where I knew the Lord was speaking to me at my level. Mm. So if you've ever done a St. Therese Novena before, you've probably heard that you would receive a rose Mm -hmm. after each intention or after like praying a Novena. Like, and it's like a sign that she heard your intention. Mm -hmm. Some people may believe in that, some may may not. I don't really know how I felt about it, but I've heard about it happening. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really expect anything either because it was my first time doing the Novena. So this is how I knew (laughs) that the Lord was meeting me where I was at because my rose came online (laughs) okay (laughs) i was scrolling and then i don't know it was really funny because i didn't even think anything of it because i saw this beautiful like yellow rose Mm -hmm. and it really like captivated me and i didn't know why Hmm. yeah and then a few days later i was looking through 
um, my pictures and I realized that that rose came after my divina. Mm. So as a millennial, I Googled it. <laughs> I Googled it. I was like, yo, like, does this mean anything? Like, I don't know if this like, <laughs> is a thing, but I just want to see. So I found out the yellow roses are typically symbols for friendship hmm. and getting well. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what? That's like a double whammy <laughs> right there. Answered both of yeah. your prayers. Wow. Yep. So... Yeah, so that was like the first time that I really felt like my prayer was answered so clearly because, like I said, getting well. And then that guy I was praying about, I mean, it was very clear what the answer was, <laughs> but I was, <laughs> wow. that's another story. I was in denial. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I think that was when it started my friendship with her mm -hmm. because I felt noticed by a saint. Because um, mm -hmm. I was very like intimidated by them. I didn't really know if I could like fit in in this like sainthood thing. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, so having her notice my little like intention and praying for me, that really just kind of solidified this friendship. And ever since then, I've just learned so much about her. And I've gotten a lot of people to learn more about her. Like my family has started like a devotion to her some friends have started novenas to her so yeah that's my relationship with her and she's kind of always been there she's the youngest in her family out of eight i believe wow. and i'm yeah. the oldest out of two <laughs> so it feels like she's my little sister even though she's older than me but i don't know she's like she's like watching over me, which is nice Aww. but yeah wow yeah how about you do you have a saint that they have anything that happened like that mm. to you I don't know if I had ever shared the story on this podcast, but I know that I definitely mm. shared it on the Feminine Genius podcast. But it's funny, like I was mentioning those picture books earlier mm. and one of the... So this is really dumb. Okay, yo, oh, no. if you're ever going to pick a confirmation saint, do not do what... 12-year-old, oh, no. I might have shared this with you, Emmy, but don't do what 12-year-old mm -hmm. Rachel did and just look for the prettiest one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Same. So in the book that I had as a kid, there were a handful of women saints in there, but the one that really stuck out to me was Saint Maria Goretti, who I mentioned is, mm. I have a medal for, and beautiful. Also died very mm -hmm. young, actually. Yeah. I think there's a pattern here, but anyway. Um <laughs> Uh, so very beautiful, like, you know, blonde hair and was holding mm. white lilies. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we were choosing confirmation saints, I was like flipping through the book. Apparently, like that book was like gospel for me. I was like, these are the only <laughs> saints that exist in the world. And I was like, this is the one, St. Maria Gretti. And I, you know, we don't have time to go into her whole story. So I encourage listeners to check out... Um, mm -hmm. and learn about her story because she died a martyr. Yes. Um, the reason mm -hmm. why she has lilies is because, as a as a bit of a, a quick summary, essentially, like, she died uh, because she wanted to protect her virginity. Um, there was a, a man, I guess, or, like, an older neighbor who made advances on her and ultimately killed her because she wanted to protect her virginity um, mm -hmm. and, and ultimately, like, wanted to be chaste, essentially, and live out mm -hmm. a chaste life for God. And what's so beautiful about that story is that before she died, uh, she actually said that she forgives her assailant. She forgives the one who killed her 
ultimately like who wounded her, put her in the hospital and ultimately killed her. And it's beautiful because that level of forgiveness ultimately converted the murderer, like the guy who put mm-hmm. her um, to death, essentially, like mm-hmm. and killed her. And he was actually present at the canonization, I believe, yeah. which I think yeah, yeah. is so remarkable. But anyway, the reason mm-hmm. why I share all that is just because like I've had it was you know, previously in a very, like, difficult and, like, physically abusive relationship myself. So, obvi- for obvious reasons, uh, you can hear me now. So, thankfully, I am not dead. This is mm-hmm. great. I am not dead. Um, <laughs> praise God. Yeah, praise God. But certainly, like, I think anyone who may had gone through um, any type of, whether it's, like, abuse or they've been assaulted before, I, I think that, you know, it's, I guess, easy to be like, oh, yeah, like, whoever hurt me does not deserve my forgiveness. And it's crazy because, you know, like, to to remind you all, like, I chose this saint totally obliviously when I was, like, 12 years old. And then, like, this had happened to me when I was about, like, 16, 17. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, a couple years had passed. And of course, like, there were many, many years where I was, like, angry and unforgiving Mm -hmm. and just like, this guy hurt me, therefore I should not forgive him. Like, he doesn't deserve Mm -hmm. to be forgiven. And yet, like, I don't even know what it was, but I think there was, like, one day around her feast day, actually, which was really freaky to me. Um, But I was just reminded of her story And just as, like, as I read through it again, it just kind of reminded me of, like, you know, what had happened in my own past, what had happened to me previously. And just realizing that St. Maria Gretti was killed and yet she forgave. Um, So it's like, you know, if God has given me this chance to, like, live on, what is it that he's calling me to do? And ultimately, like, we know Jesus taught us to forgive other people, forgive those who trespass against you. And it's not necessarily meaning to, like, condone what has happened to me, but I think Mm -hmm. that there's some truth and beauty in being able to forgive because ultimately we know that where there's forgiveness, there's also love. And we are called to love other people even if they don't love us or if they don't, like, treat us in a certain way that we hope Mm -hmm. that we should be treated. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, like, to make a long story short, I think that it really has challenged me, like through St. Maria Gretti's example, it challenged me to be more forgiving, Mm. I think. And that certainly would not be the first time that I would encounter such difficulty in my life, but it gave me pause to realize that, you know, forgiveness is worth it, no matter how Mm -hmm. hard it is. Um, But forgiveness is worth it and it's important. And ultimately, like, I think that is one of the true marks of sainthood. Not saying that I'm going to instantly be canonized the moment (laughs) I die, but that's Mm -hmm. one of the ways that we can prepare to see the Lord, right? Is to Mm -hmm. have a heart that is like his, that is willing to forgive and Mm -hmm. uh, to love those who have trespassed against us. So anyway, long story, but yeah, St. Maria Gretti, I think, has been such a true model of that for Mm -hmm. me. And I hope for other Mm -hmm. people as well, because like her story is truly remarkable. So yeah, no, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, a quote kind of like popped in my head when you were talking about forgiveness. And it says, it is never foolish to love, even if the other person doesn't love back. Mm. If that were true, Christ would be a fool. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, true. So good. Like, And I think I've always loved hearing your story about that because 
like it's difficult to forgive something that like hurt us especially from people that we know but then just the examples of saints who have undergone so much probably more than we will ever encounter in our lives today in the modern day and age it's an inspiration to kind of keep going yeah even if we don't feel like we could ever do because if they can go through wars plagues Mm -hmm. not being with the eucharist for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. we can survive living in our day-to-day life you know and especially just to your point there to extend it to exactly our present age right like you know, again, we're still recording in COVID-19. <laughs> You're going to hear me say that at least once an episode. But we have these examples of people who have lived such countercultural lives. And there is a reason why we continue to talk about them and we continue to seek their intercession. Like there's a reason why the church has venerated and upheld these beautiful men and women who are so diverse, who are from all over the world. You know, just for the simple fact that they love God and they loved other people and they wanted to share him with as many people as they could. Saints are so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're so cool. As we close this conversation, mm-hmm. so something that I'm a little curious about and maybe something that can help our listeners, if they want to get closer to saints as well, what would you say mm-hmm. to those that are looking into getting to know saints more? Where can they start? Mm-hmm. At the risk of suggesting like a, a Google roulette type thing, one <laughs> something that someone had shared with me one time was, was actually not quite that, but basically... They were going through something pretty particular and they searched up that thing, like whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're struggling with, and then saint in the Google Mm. search. And I'm almost, you know, I'm going to say 99.9% certain that there probably is a saint whose patronage is whatever it is that you're going through. True. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that. I think that that's a new way to learn someone just because... There are so many saints out there. The other one that I might suggest, and this will be maybe a way to introduce you to a saint, and then the onus is on you, listener. Like, I challenge you to learn more about a saint. Jennifer Fulweiler, who is a a Catholic comedian, author, radio slash podcast host, but she has this thing called a saint name generator. So if you just Mm -hmm. search her up, Jennifer Fulweiler... Uh, saint mm-hmm. name generator it will come up yeah i think you just you click a button and there it is uh you know and then she'll provide a little bit of information when their feast is mm-hmm. and then you can go on your merry way and learn more about the saint <laughs> and then hopefully there will be something in there that inspires you so yeah so those are two things that come to mind what about you any sage advice sure <laughs> <laughs> Something I encourage our listeners to do is, I guess, like a reminder that these were people too. Mm -hmm. As mighty and like as extravagant as all these things that they've done, like they didn't do that on their own. Mm -hmm. They had God beside them Mm -hmm. this entire time. Like they, this isn't out of their power, but in Christ alone. So I don't know, like having that realization really helped me. Because it's something that I think a lot of people forget sometimes, like especially like with Pope St. John Paul, like he's so cool, but also like he couldn't do anything without Jesus, without God. So if we remember that, hopefully it'll help um, make things a little easier. And I don't know, like something that helped with me was reading books. 
about them, just reading more stories about their lives. Because sometimes when you kind of learn beyond the surface, you'll see so much more. Yes. And that's what helped me. Mm-hmm. And a book that I have um, is called Modern Saints by Anne Ball. And it's so good because the author makes a point to make sure that the pictures in the book are actually real pictures instead of like drawing. So you kind of see real people and see their lives. And it's so good. So highly recommend. And I'm sure there's so many more saint books that are available, but that's one that's helped me. Like saint biographies too. Like they've written stuff about themselves too. Like the resources are unlimited. Absolutely. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. And maybe one other, just since you mentioned Anne Ball's book, I would be totally remiss if I did not mention Meg Hunter Kilmer. So just search her up, y'all. Like she's all over the place. Wonderful, wonderful woman who has such a fascination for saints and appreciation for saints and also knows so, so much. Like she's literally a walking catalog. And I had the chance to interview. Yeah. Like I had the chance to interview her for the Feminine Genius podcast. And just it was it was crazy to be in her presence Mm -hmm. and to just see her like (laughs) pull out saints like I would say something and she's just like oh yeah there's like this saint and like this blessed and this venerable that you could pray to I'm like wow like that is the amount of knowledge that I aspire to have so anyway (laughs) in some saints are cool (laughs) in summary yeah all right there you go all right okay as always we are going to close off our conversation with our favorite question So, Rachel, Mm -hmm. what's on your heart today? What's on my heart? Yes. So, I guess by the time this episode comes out, it may be around the time that, like, this conference is happening, but I was privileged to be invited to speak at, I guess virtually, speak at a conference that's happening in the Archdiocese of Hartford in Connecticut. So, our friends uh, south of the border, but... On the other side of the continent, very fittingly, they had invited me to speak on the feminine genius. And I'm going to be totally honest, like I am horrible when it comes to filming myself. <laughs> like the other day, mm. I filmed myself like six or seven times and I'm still not really happy with how it turned out. Oh, so no. please pray for me. By the time this comes out, I, I would have chosen a take to send off to them. <laughs> um, but anyway, like what has come to mind or what's been resting on my heart is really maybe this is no surprise to anyone. But just the beauty of femininity. I've been working through this book, which I cannot stop recommending. Um, and I'll show it to Emmy. It's called The Supreme hmm. Vocation of Women. Ooh. Uh, according to St. John Paul II. Now, uh, it is so, is that the, it's so good. Like the encyclical? No, like it's not word. the encyclical, but it's based off of a lot of John Paul II's writing. So, Mulier Signatatum and Letter to Women being the main nice. ones. But of course, drawing on some of his encyclical work as well. I know that the title makes it kind of presumptuous and and almost like, oh, like women are the superior being. (laughs) But what this points to is the fact that um, I feel like it's been very difficult to be a woman in society, period. And this really has a very, a really great overview of feminine identity, women in Mm. the Bible, Mary, of course. And -hmm. it just breaks open this idea that, you know, women are extremely needed and not only that like we're called to work in partnership with men as it was in Mm. the beginning 
So it's been so beautiful to just read and reflect and just remember that women, I think feminism... Mm-hmm. Not to go totally political here, but yeah, <laughs> feminism has become such a very, I think, loaded term in our society. Mm-hmm. It's definitely be, been mm-hmm. very difficult. And many times people rightly ask, it's like, what is the balance between being Catholic and being a quote unquote feminist? And I think that there is some, there's a healthy balance that can be struck. And in reading a book like this and actually working through what church fathers have written about, and also like people who are much smarter than I am. It's been comforting to just be even more confident in my identity as a woman. I don't think it was ever anything that I questioned, but I think this is kind of, again, it's deepened it even more. Yeah. What about you, Emmy? Nice. (laughs) Um, I had a really hard time picking mine, but again, I feel like it picked me. Okay. Which is nice. Um, So staying true to my brand as Miss Restless Night Rider, aka my past blog, what's on my heart today is restlessness. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because I think for so long, I had always been restless and I didn't know how that happened or what's been happening. But I didn't, like it was always like restlessness towards something. And now it's like a restlessness in... Hmm. In a way where it's like you are yearning for God Mm. and in that restlessness, you're kind of trying to find him. But then I know in my heart that anything that causes me anxiety or any like feelings of negativity or like, you know, like anything in that sense Mm -hmm. is not of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I've just really felt so restless for so long. And I guess just recently it's just been coming up a lot, especially in a state of desolation. And that happens. Like, not everything that's on our heart will be good. And that's okay. It's a lot. It's a lot more for us to ponder on later. But I have restlessness in my heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess all I ask for from Christ is to, I don't know, like, lead me closer to you or maybe it's just me maybe it's me that's just having trouble Mm. (laughs) with finding his hand in my fog of confusion and overthinking Mm -hmm. but I have faith that all will be okay Mm -hmm. it's just like an ongoing struggle and it's okay to talk about our struggles too I find that it's something that people shy away from sometimes and that's totally understandable you don't have to open up about things if you don't want to like boundaries are a thing But at the same time, like, I think there's so much fruit in allowing ourselves to be vulnerable in some way. Mm -hmm. Just to be open that we're struggling because, again, something that we've touched on in a previous episode before, like, we were not called to be alone, to journey on our own. So, yeah. 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 I'm okay, though. Mm. It's just, it's like a spiritual thing. It's like, I'm okay emotionally or I don't know, am I? (laughs) But Christ is with me. So overall, it'll be okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And just on the topic of saints, like instantly what came to mind was St. Augustine's quote about our our hearts are restless until they rest in in you, O Lord. So yeah, he always finds a way, I feel like. And as much as we try and resist it, the answer is always God, which is just like, (laughs) ah, okay, God, I see you. All right. I see you. So yeah. (laughs) oh would you like to lead us in closing prayer 
Okay, let's pray. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Father, Spirit. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to gather together. We know that where two or three are gathered in your name, that you are there. And I'm also so cognizant of the fact that you were present with us, but also the litany of saints, all those holy men and women who have gone before us, who have lived out their lives so bravely and boldly out of love for you, that they too are present. So Lord, I just ask that you send down your Holy Spirit to guide us as we continue on our way today, wherever it is that folks are listening to this, and in a special way to send down whoever our patron saints are, to always be a couple steps ahead of us or to walk alongside us, to guide us and to intercede for us, and to bring our intentions to you because we know that they are much, much closer to you than we are, and we need all the help that we can get. So this we ask in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to a Pondering Heart podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Pondering Heart Podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.